Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the episode of Just Say Gway. I'm your host, George Gway. Today, it's not an interview. We're talking sports. I haven't done this in three years, so let's see how it goes. Thanks for tuning in. How about them Boston Celtics? Best team in the NBA, best duo in the NBA, probably have the MVP. And it's just so great that we're seeing this, given the fact that we didn't know how they were going to rebound and bounce back from that NBA Finals loss. A lot of adversity coming into the season uh, with um, Ime Udoka, and they've handled it perfectly. So coming into this game against Brooklyn, coming off of the back-to-back, probably the best performance of the year that uh, the duo of Tatum and Brown had against the New Orleans Pelicans. But however, coming into this game, I don't think it lived up to the hype uh, that people thought it would, given the fact that there were injuries on both sides, which I think made it an even game. We didn't have Jalen Brown or Al Horford. Horford was sitting out due to a back-to-back. And uh, Kevin Durant has a leg injury for the Brooklyn Nets. But I still think it's going to be an, it was going to be an exciting game. To me, this has become the best rivalry in the NBA. I think it has taken the place of Warriors-Cavaliers. I know that is a tough, tough sell to people if you're not a Boston fan, given the fact that the Warriors placed, or faced the Cavaliers four years in a row in the NBA Finals. And one of those NBA Finals was probably the best NBA Finals we'll ever see. And also it had three of the top players uh, that we've seen this generation in Kevin Durant, LeBron James, and Steph Curry. Uh, so I do think it is one of the best rivalries. I don't I don't think there's a team that the Celtics fans hate more than the Brooklyn Nets. I don't think there's a player Celtics fans hate more than Kyrie Irving, given how things went in his time here at the end, especially after promising that he was going to resign here. I was at that game one. I mean, people were booing Kyrie Irving during the national anthem. Kyrie Irving was flipping off the fans, and I think I think if Kyrie Irving got hurt in that game, I think the Celtics fans, some of them would have cheered, as bad as that sounds. I just think that that rivalry is so deep now, uh, and there's no point of return. We'll see how it goes for the next few years. Um, but I think it's interesting going into this game for Kyrie Irving. He did have a great game, and I'll talk about that, but he did get what he's wanted. He's wanted to run his own team. That's why he left Cleveland. He wanted to be the man. He wanted to have control of the team. I know he probably wanted a superstar to play with. Um, and obviously Tatum and Brown uh, weren't that at the time. And Gordon Hayward got hurt, but Kyrie got what he wanted. It's his show right now until Kevin Durant returns. He had a good game. He had some big shots that kind of reminded me of those shots in the uh, NBA playoffs that he hit against Boston, but he was a minus 11 on the defensive side. Ben Simmons. I'm going to clap for him because uh, he did something I've never seen before. He was one of the most infa- impactful players on the court, and he didn't even score a point. Zero points, but he had more than 10 assists, and he had nine rebounds. And just the fact that he's able to do that, it's like Magic Johnson, but no scoring at all. Um, but Brooklyn got out-rebounded 48-31, to 31, and you're never going to win a game like that. But I will say going forward, Brooklyn has enough talent on the roster to get by without Kevin Durant. And if they fall apart, if Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons can't lead, that's on them because just look at the roster. They can get it done. I think Claxton is going to be a problem going forward, problem in a good way. Uh, 23 years old, I believe he's leading the league in block shots, and he was unbelievable last night. There was one that looked like it was at the top of the square, and somehow he got his hand on it. wasn't a goaltend. Man, what an impressive player. But I think if you have Simmons and Kyrie leading your team, that's a – 
I don't think it gets any bigger of a red flag than that. And uh, obviously they lost last night and they had a chance to win it because Tatum had an off game, no Brown, no Horford and Celtics still get it done. I think it just shows how spoiled we are as fans that we have a team where our best two best players don't really have the impact in the game that they typically have. Uh, and we still win comfortably, uh, but it just shows that uh, it's a next man up team and Celtics are, they're it this year. I hope they go to the finals. It's just what what a run that was last year. It didn't get any better of going to all those games down by the bars at the Garden. The I, I, There's no better city that ra- rallies around their teams during a playoff run than Boston. I will defend that forever, and I want that again. And But this time I want them to win it. Uh, I know that's a lot to ask. Some good teams in the West or some good teams in the East this year. It's the Celtics here, though. All right, let's talk some Boston Bruins. Uh, I know that I should be talking about my Washington Capitals. But you lose to Philly. I know Philly's kind of hot right now, but you got to beat Philly, man. That Capitals didn't show up, but, hey, they'll probably win the next game, hopefully. Bruins coming in hot. You know, they had a great game at the Winter Classic. Um, They had a good road trip. And no home regulation loss this year. And I just don't remember – I mean, obviously the Patriots went perfect, right, for the regular season. But between basketball and uh, hockey, I don't remember seeing a team, maybe the Warriors did it, where they had a, no regulation losses. Um, I know basketball, they have overtime too, but the Bruins had no regulation losses going into last night. And that is impressive. There's, just, we, I don't think we see that in sports too often. Uh, Linus Omar's an all-star and I know people are applauding the fact that he's an all-star and he's come a long way, uh, bounced around the league a bit. Uh, Buffalo let him go, which I think is they must be regretting right now, given the fact that they have the top scoring offense, but they just can't defend right now. Uh, I know that Owen Power is very young and rising, but they could use a goalie. I know they got Devin Levi coming up, but uh, you know we'll see what happens. But man, finally, you guys call up a prospect. Good job, Don Sweeney. And I just think that, yes, they called up Chris Wagner from Providence. And maybe the veteran guys, maybe the perfection line likes him better uh, than bringing up one of these kids like Lysel, McLaughlin, Callahan. I just, there's so many prospects that the Bruins have. I just think the fact that they're not calling prospects up at all is not a good sign because why are you drafting? So good for them. They finally did it. Um, but Going into this game, you know, I always have eyes on the Kraken when the Bruins play them just because I've interviewed Ryan Donato. He's uh, he's a local guy, went to Harvard. He played for the Bruins. Uh, I went to school with Brandon Tanev, who scored the first goal last night. Uh, I think it's cool to see a Boston-grown uh, player come back and play at the Garden, uh, whether it's, you know, a Matt Boldy or a Noah Hannafin. But I think the story of – Matty Beneers is incredible because he's already an all-star. And I think he's the best player under 21 uh, in the NHL. I know Jack Hughes uh, is 21 or 22, but I think Matty Beneers is having a better season and he's carrying his team uh, a farther way. It's a great story, you know, how everything played out with him. You know, he's from here. He went to the USA National Development Program. He was committed to Harvard, but Harvard canceled their season. And I thought he was going to go to Providence or BU or BC because he's a local guy. He goes to Michigan, probably plays on the most talented assembled roster 
that we'll see in college hockey. They don't win the national championship. He immediately signs with Seattle. And that team's done a full 180. I'm sorry. I know they're not maybe a Stanley Cup contender. I know they're four points out of the, the first spot in their division. Um, I know people, sorry, won't consider them a cup contender, but they're building something. Shane Wright is one of their top prospects, and he just had one of the best uh, statistical performances at the World Juniors. He was the captain. It is uh, it's uh, going to be bright days ahead for the Seattle Kraken. And what was, it was really interesting how this game played out because the Seattle Kraken are the top five-on-five team in the NHL in terms of goals. Their best player, Beneers, didn't have a good game. You know, no points. He lost five faceoffs. I know he's going up against Bergeron, and Bergeron's trying to lock him down. But Berniers did not have a Matty Berniers-type game. And Seattle scored all their goals in the power play. And Seattle won 3 nothing. Uh, I think it's just rare we didn't see any points from the perfection line players. However, big game coming up against Toronto. Circle-type game on the calendar-type game. Uh, they're only nine points behind you. I think that they are making the case that they can catch up to you and they're just as good as you. I, I don't think there's a team that can match up with the perfection line uh, than the, the Maple Leafs, other than the Maple Leafs. They just have so much talent. I know they haven't gotten over the hump. Everyone in Boston gives them crap. But, hey, the Red Sox didn't win the World Series for 86 years, and they finally broke through. So maybe the Leafs are going to break through. Maybe this is their year. But they got all the talent in the world. I know they beat you at home in Toronto, but I think the Bruins are going to win. I think they're going to come out hot. Uh, just the fact that they lost their first regular relation, regulation game at home this year. It's a rivalry game. It's going to be prime time. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Toronto Maple Leafs fans coming in, wanting to see Boston. And it's going to be a great game. I don't know uh, how it'll turn out in terms of, you know, the score or who's going to be the star. There's too many stars to pick, in my opinion. But I do think the Bruins will win. All right, wildcard weekend. Let's talk some football. I got 49ers over the Seahawks. George Kittle has seven touchdowns in five games. And I don't think you should ever take a uh, tight end in the first round. I know Kyle Pitts went first. And he's a generational talent. But, you know, we saw Rob Gronkowski get picked in the second. I think Kelsey went in the third. I don't know where Kittle went, but you see how there's so many impactful positions in the NFL, like wide receiver, running back, linebacker, tackle. I think in terms of that position, I know Andrews and Waller are good, but there's only two guys that can just completely dominate the game. I think it's Kittle and uh, Kelsey. I think Kittle, or Kittle, George Kittle will have a great game. I think the 49ers are going to handle the Seattle Seahawks. All right, Jacksonville Jaguars, I think they're going to beat the Chargers again. They did 38-10 to 10 earlier this year. I know that the Jaguars are at home, and they're probably the underdogs. I know that's pretty rare, but they're hot. Uh, I think this story of Trevor Lawrence needs to get through the head of Bill Belichick that he needs to hire the proper coach because we saw Daniel Jones with Brian hiring Brian Day, Dayball changed everything. Hiring Doug Peterson changed Trevor, Trevor Lawrence's life and they're in the playoffs get the right coach belichick and it will turn around for mac jones i know it vikings is home vikings at home against the giants i got the vikings uh Bengals versus the ravens shocker i'm going with the Bengals. and then we got the bills versus the dolphins no tua i think uh the dolphins don't stand a chance i think that the bills uh the fact that they have a much better roster 
you keep hearing so much good news about Demar Hamlin, uh, how he's doing, and I think that plays a factor of them coming out hot and playing for him. And we've just seen a lot of teams in the past go on runs uh, because of the fact that so- something happened to a teammate. Uh, and I think the Bills are one of those teams. I do think their destiny. I know that word was used a lot in the game against the Patriots, but man, I think when you have uh, the quote-unquote destiny on your side and you are the best team, arguably, I don't know who can stop you. And uh, Bucks beat the Cowboys. That's my upset pick. Uh, I know that the Cowboys usually fall apart in the playoffs. I think Brady at home, I think he's going to win. Now, I know a lot of people are betting on the Buccaneers to win the Super Bowl, which I think is such a far reach, but you can never count out Brady. I know it's like plus 1,000-something. Cowboys haven't won a road playoff game since 1992 when they beat Steve Young and uh, Jerry Rice. I just think the Bucs are going to beat the Cowboys. I just have that feeling. But we'll see what happens. We'll see you next week when we make our uh, picks for the divisional round. Maybe talk some more Celtics and Bruins, maybe some other NHL teams. Oh, Also, by the way, in terms of the Connor Bedard sweepstakes, maybe that could be something on this show. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets have surpassed the Chicago Blackhawks as the team to draft Connor Bedard at number one. Boy, you get Kent Johnson, Johnny Gaudreau, and Connor Bedard on one line, watch out. I'm just saying watch out. Uh, We'll be back next week. Thanks, guys.